Hello and welcome to the Weekly Watch podcast series. I'm Jim McCormick, Global Head of Desk Strategy at NatWest Markets. This series helps you cut through the noise in global financial markets with a quick take on the upcoming trends to watch. Last week, we published a new framework for thinking about COVID differentiation along four separate dimensions. Firstly, we look at long-run virus management. Then we look at short-term virus trends. We also look at the aggregate size of each country's policy boost. And finally, the likely level of long-term economic scarring. It's a useful way to think about both the near and longer-run growth prospects on a country-by-country basis. In terms of key messages, probably not a big surprise that Asia comes out as a big relative winner in the framework. It's a theme we've talked about many times on this call, and we remain bullish on Asian currencies. One interesting anecdote from last week captures the benefit of this good COVID management. In China, restaurant sales were up year on year in October for the first time since the crisis began. In Europe, most restaurants are currently closed, and in the U.S., They are in many states in the process of being shut down. In terms of near-term COVID-related themes, we see potential for a big rotation in the growth outlook. Europe is starting to look better. The U.S. is looking a little worse. Let me start with the U.S. So the COVID case trends are now the worst in all advanced economies. And based on the typical lag, daily fatality rates in the U.S. could possibly hit the peak that we saw last spring. U.S. fiscal policy is also a problem. We know the election outcome clipped expectations of a big progressive fiscal package early next year, and near term, a COVID relief package is also stalled. Last week's headlines around the Treasury asking the Federal Reserve to return funds from several support packages were a little bit overdone, but the expiration of the CARES Act on the 31st of December will mean unemployment benefits for 12 million people in the U.S. will likely expire. In Europe, today's flash PMIs will paint a pretty bad picture for growth in November. If anything, mobility data suggests that consensus forecasts are tilted down. But given the improvement in COVID case trends recently, November should be the bottom of the current mini-cycle. And related to this, there were plenty of headlines over the weekend that European economies will begin a partial reopening heading into the Christmas holidays. The worries about U.S. growth and fiscal policy were certainly visible in the Treasury curve last week, where we saw the biggest bullish flattening in the curve in some time. I did worry about the U.S. curve steepening theme on last week's call, but even so, the extent of the bullish flattening was surprising to me, as was the similar flattening that we saw in Europe. Regardless, We continue to like steeper curves in Europe, and we think this growth rotation theme should certainly help. The weaker U.S. growth story is also pushing the dollar lower, and I think this trend is certainly worth watching in the coming days, as the dollar index is now very close to the cycle low set several months ago. We see the dollar as really four distinct stories, each of them with their own distinct drivers. I've mentioned the bullish Asian currency and broader EM currency stories a few times before, so I won't repeat them again here. Both trends still look very reasonable to us. The two other stories are probably worth highlighting. Firstly, the Australian and New Zealand dollars remain what I see as the underappreciated positive Asian stories. Both countries have had exceptional COVID management, and this management is increasingly visible in the economic data. Like China, 
Australian restaurant activity is booming. And today's Australia Flash PMI for November uh, showed an increase in the composite PMI. This will probably be the only advanced economy to do so. Positioning in these currencies is also very light, despite very strong price action, which is testament to investors who have been very reluctant to buy the Australia and New Zealand story. The euro dollar FX rate is also worth watching as it's not far from the closing high set back in late August. If relative COVID trends and the accompanying growth risks matter for currencies, then the risks for euro dollar are tilting higher again. As far as this, as far as this week, it will be a quiet one given the US Thanksgiving holiday. That being said, a UK Brexit deal is possible that there wasn't much sign of a breakthrough over the weekend. We have nudged up the probability of a deal to 75%, up from 70% last week, and a deal would certainly help Sterling, and we are constructive over the coming weeks. But we're not that confident that the rally in Sterling can be sustained. And it's worth highlighting that the UK did not score very well on the COVID differentiation framework. Bad COVID management and big economic scarring will weigh heavily on any UK recovery. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Weekly Watch and please do subscribe to our channel to get future episodes. We also encourage you to explore more of our content on our website and social media channels. Speak to you again soon.